Welcome to the Pursuing Faith Podcast, where we explore questions of faith, doubt, and life. I am your host, Dominic Doan. Hey everyone, welcome to Pursuing Faith. My name is Dominic Doan, and I'm so thankful that you guys are listening today, wherever you're listening from, going for a walk, doing the dishes, driving home from work, whatever you're up to, I'm just glad that you're here. And you know, I count it as an honor and a privilege to get to spend this time with you. And I'm especially thankful that you guys are listening today because I have some really big personal news, a life update that I want to share with you, some big changes for me and my family. Wanted to let you guys know about that. And then also there's some exciting things ahead for pursuing faith that I want to share with you as well. So today's podcast might feel just slightly different than ones we've done in the past, but there's some news I just, I've got to share with you. So let me first acknowledge 2020. And for that matter, 2021, it's kind of been a rough year for so many people. I don't think this year has been all that much better, actually. If you have been watching WandaVision, I've been watching that at home. Amazing show, by the way. But to borrow a line from WandaVision, what is 2021 but 2020 persevering, right? I mean, it's just... It's been an interesting season. I know many of you have just, in the words of David, you've walked through the valley over the course of this last year. Maybe it's economic hardship. You've maybe been laid off from work or facing tension in a relationship, or maybe there's been struggles with your mental health or anxiety or depression, or maybe spiritually, it's just been a hard time for you. And you've been wrestling with questions about God and faith and the Bible and doubt. And and, and again, I think we can all relate to that. It, it's been a challenge. You know, we live here in Portland, Oregon, and Portland over this last year, well, you probably noticed it's been in the news a lot, a lot of tension, a lot of anger in the city, a lot of unrest in the city. There were wildfires that swept uh, through the area last year um, on top of that COVID-19. And so in this last season, you know, I've been trying to do my best to help navigate a church through that season. And, uh, but per Personally, man, it's been a hard it's been a hard time. Um, last year, we lost a couple family members. Um, last month, Elisa, uh, she she almost died. Um, she got this really rare condition uh, called the spontaneous pneumothorax, <laughs> which basically means your lung collapses, and they call it spontaneous because they don't know why. So she was sick for for a couple weeks. Uh, She had a kind of a dry cough, wasn't feeling that great. It wasn't anything dramatic, but just, you know, kind of feeling generally unwell. And then one day she's like, I am having a hard time breathing. Long story short, we went to the doctor. They took an x-ray. They took one look at her lung. They immediately put her on ambulance. They're like, your lung is collapsed. We need to get you to the emergency room. And so that began this kind of weeks-long process of her being in the hospital. She was there, had to have immediate surgery. They stuck these tubes in. They're trying to get the lung to reinflate. Uh, A week later, they took the tubes out. Her lung went back down. She got this weird condition where oxygen was escaping from her lung into her body. And, and I forget the scientific name for it, but it's basically when your body fills with, with these oxygen bubbles. Her, her skin got like all, all swollen up. If you touched her skin, it was like 
kind of Rice Krispies. It was like really crackly and weird. And so she got this condition. She had to have a- another emergency surgery called the pleural abrasion, where they basically go in. It sounds so medieval. Um, they go in with, with a with a Brillo pad, for for lack of better description, and they just begin to scrape up your lung. And it causes all this trauma to the lung. It causes it to bleed. And then they kind of stick the lung to the wall of your chest. I mean, just talk about barbaric, right? When I heard about that, I'm like, really? It's 2021. We don't have a better way of dealing with lung collapses. But sure enough, they did that. And um, she comes out of that surgery and every breath was like torture, just tears in her eyes every time she's trying to breathe. And so she spends another week in the hospital, finally gets released. Uh, goes home a week later, we're back in the emergency room. It has been a wild ride. Now, thank God she's at home. She's beginning to recover. Each day her strength is returning. But my goodness, this has been a season, I know not just for us, but for many of you listening to this, of just testing and and trying and challenges and difficulty. It's It's been hard. But here's one of the things the Lord has been showing me, and I, I hope this can be encouraging to you. In those seasons where we go through hard stuff, in those times when it feels like our soul is being broken, in those times where we're disappointed or grieving or struggling, it's in those times where God does his deepest work of all. You know, David, he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. It's what Paul spoke of in Philippians chapter three. He said, there is a fellowship in suffering. And something that I'm learning right now is that in a hard season, it's in the hard times where God begins to work on us in deep ways. It's in those times where he begins to reveal things in our life that maybe he wants to change or he begins to speak things into our life that he wants us to begin to put into practice. Maybe it's new vision, new ideas, new dreams. You see, in the hard stuff, it's then that we discover, like David discovered, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, which means I lack nothing. Lord, you're all that I need. And if you're in that place right now, if you're listening to this as you're driving home or working out and you're like, yeah, I'm going through a hard time. Let me encourage you. The story's not yet over. God is still working. In fact, I would argue God is doing his most beautiful work in you right now. He has started a work in you. He will be faithful to complete it. And even in those times where it feels like you're moving backwards, guess what? Sometimes God uses those seasons in order to prepare us for what's ahead. You know, my daughter, she loves archery. She's 15 years old. And we got her this archery set a couple of years ago. And our backyard now kind of looks like Hunger Games. She she has this target set up. And I, let me tell you, she is really good at archery. It's amazing. I was out there the other day and we we're taking turns and she completely trounced me like so much better than I was. And And you guys know this with archery, if you've ever done it, if you want the arrow to fly, what happens first? The arrow's pulled back right? And as you pull it back, there's there's tension. It can be tricky. But as you pull it back, in fact, the further back it goes, the farther that arrow is going to fly. And I think there are seasons in our life where God pulls us back. There are times in our life where things seem to be happening 
in reverse. Maybe you're there right now. You're like, man, this relationship isn't moving forward. In fact, it's kind of going backwards or my job, it's not working out. I just got demoted or my spiritual walk. I'm not hearing from God. He seems like a million miles away. Do you ever feel like life is happening backwards? What's going on? Well, I believe that even in those seasons where life seems to be on hold, where your dreams are set aside, where things are being pulled backwards, maybe it's God's way of preparing you for something new. (laughs) Maybe God is about to launch you into a new adventure. Maybe God is preparing you for a new calling. Maybe God is about to send you out to do something that he's put on your heart a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. You see, every season that he takes us through is in preparation so that we can live out his call for our lives. And I share that with you, first of all, to encourage you, but On a personal note, this has been a season for us of breaking. It's been a season for us of being pulled back. It's been a, it's been a time where, yeah, there's been some challenges, but it's also been a season for us where God has put some dreams and visions on our heart. And we believe that now's the time God has actually called us to step into that. So what is that? Well, As you guys know, or most of you know, um, I've been a pastor here in Portland, Oregon. I've been on staff at this church called Westside, an amazing, generous, beautiful, loving group of people. Love this church so much. And it's just been the honor of my life to, to be here and serve here. And so I've been a part of this church now for almost a decade of my life. And yet over the last, I would say even last couple years, there's been this growing desire. There's this dream that's been put on my heart, this, this vision that's been put on my heart. And, and I wasn't sure at the time, you know, what it would look like or when it would come to pass. You see, a couple years ago, and here's the backstory, I, I put out a book and the book called When Faith Fails, Finding God in the Shadow of Doubt. And the reason I wrote that book is because 10 years ago, I had gone through a season in my life of deep doubt. That there was a time in my life where I had all these questions. I was wrestling with God through it. It was a time of deconstruction. And coming through that season, I write about it in my book, coming through that season, I've just been filled with this passion and burden to help people. That's why I started the podcast, to help people who are in that space of deconstruction. And so I wrote the book, sharing my story, but more importantly, I wrote it to help people who are struggling to believe. Well, since that book came out, I've just been just kind of overwhelmed, to tell you the truth, of how many people I've heard from who are saying, yeah, I am in that place of struggling with my faith. I mean, my inbox right now is flooded with stories. Recently, I received an email from a mother who is devastated because her 16-year-old son came out as an atheist. A couple days ago, another individual told me that their crisis of faith has led them to depression and despair. And story after story, I I just keep hearing. In fact, as you look at the stats, you you find these stories are not uncommon. Two-thirds of American Christians say they struggle with doubt on a regular basis. 26% say that they no longer believe. One third of American Christians say they no longer go to church. Now, a year ago, they did go to church. But as of this last year, a third say, we don't go to church anymore. Something is happening in our nation right now. 
We're, we're facing an epidemic, not just COVID, we're facing an epidemic of unbelief. And I believe that it necessitates an urgent response. So over this last season, I've been praying, we've been seeking the Lord, we've been asking questions of, of, of God, praying through our future. I've been talking to mentors and leaders and people in my life. And long story short, God has put on our heart a vision, a desire, a dream, and he's called us to step into it. This last weekend, I shared with, <clears throat> with our amazing church that I'm stepping down as lead pastor so that I can focus on this full time. You see, in recent days, I've started a nonprofit, a 501c3. And guess what the name is? It's called Pursuing Faith. In fact, you can check it out now if you want, or when you're done with the podcast, it's pursuingfaith.org. And I started this nonprofit because I want to devote my time to putting out content and videos and podcasts and seminars to help people who are going through times of doubt and deconstruction make their way back to God. And so I shared this with the church on Sunday. And let me tell you, you know, after pastoring this church for some time, it, it was a hard, hard uh, announcement to make because I love this community so much. But you guys know this. When God tells you to go, you just got to go. When God tells you to do something, you, you got to do something. And, and we see this all throughout scripture. In fact, I was thinking earlier today about how God has really built out within our soul, deep in our, our spiritual DNA, a desire to take steps of faith. I think it's just part of following God. God takes risks. Did you know that? By creating, God took a risk. <laughs> By loving us, God took a risk. In fact, anytime you love something, God, it, it requires a risk, right? And God took a risk when he loved us. So God, he takes risks. And I think that means that the more we follow God, there are going to be seasons in our life when he says, okay, I want you to risk. I want you to risk it all. I want you to take this step of faith. I want you like Peter to, to lay down your nets and follow after me. And you know what? This has been a season for me and my family where God has said, I want you to take a risk. I want you to step out of your current role as lead pastor. I want you to focus on building out this ministry called Pursuing Faith. I want you to devote this time to helping people who are struggling with their doubt find their way back home. And you know, for us, it is a risk. that There's so much going on right now. It's been a crazy year. So if I'm just putting my practical hat on, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. But we cannot deny that God has made it clear to us that it's time to take this step. And so for us, our future will still be around, at least for the time being. Now, we're praying and we're hoping this fall that we can move back to Oxford. I, I've been working part-time on a, a PhD at the University of Oxford with this amazing guy, Alistair McGrath. And so the hope is I want to go back there and continue to work part-time on this PhD. I think Oxford would be an amazing place to build out this ministry pursuing faith. But that's something we're still thinking through and praying through. There's a lot of unknowns. Elisa's health obviously is a factor. COVID's a factor. And so we're praying through, you know, where we're going to be later on in the year. But for the time being, we're going to continue to be here in the Portland area. If you go to our church west side, I'll continue to be doing a ton of the Sunday teaching. So we're not going anywhere. You're, you're kind of stuck with us. But we're taking this initial step 
what we believe God has put on our heart to do because we want to be obedient to him. And we believe that God wants to use this ministry in, in all kinds of creative and exciting ways. So I share that with you. First of all, we could use your prayer. <laughs> Anytime there's a step of faith, of course, there's risk. And with that, you know, there it can be a season of uncertainty. So just pray that God would continue to give us faith and courage and confidence and that God would just cause all the pieces to come together. If you want to be a part of this as well, financially, or if you want to partner with us in any way, again, go to our website. You can check that out because here's the deal. If if we're going to pull this off, we're going to need a ton of people to get behind it and to join us and to partner with us. And if that's you, if that's on your heart at all, uh, pray about it and then check out our website. We would love to hear from you. But I want to encourage you because I know that some of you are in a space right now where you're actually thinking about doing something new. And and again, God is all about new things. In fact, did you know the word new is found over 150 times in the Bible? New mercies, new wine, new songs, new heavens, new earth, new creation. God loves to do new things. And as we follow him, well, to follow Jesus, it implies growth and momentum and moving forward and steps of faith. Following Jesus isn't static, right? It it means we're constantly asking, okay, what's next? Where do you want me to go? Lord, what do you want me to do? Jesus said the Spirit of God is like a wind. You you don't know which way it's going to blow. One way it's going to blow one way. Another day it's going to blow another way. And we just need to be sensitive. We need to have hearing hearts to what it is God puts on our heart to do. Are you in that place right now? Are you praying through something right now? Is there something on your heart right now? You know, I came across this great quote by Frederick Buchner. He's a writer. And he said that calling is that space where your deep gladness and the world's deep sorrow meet. I've always loved that quote. You see, calling is, what are the things that's on your heart? Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. What are the dreams you have? What are the visions you have? As you pray, as you walk with Jesus, what what, what has he given to you? What are those seeds that he's planted in your heart? And by the way, as I mentioned earlier, I think those seeds, they begin to develop in those seasons of life when our heart is broken, when you go through hardship, because when our heart's broken, it creates a chasm, it creates a space in our soul for God's spirit to speak. So what is it that in this last year, God's been speaking to you? What dreams do you have? What's your deep gladness? What's the thing that stirs your heart? What do you love to do? What is it that when you do it, you sense the favor of God. Calling is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep sorrow collide. What does that mean? Well, what are the areas in the world that cause you grief? What are the issues in the world that keep you up at night? What are the areas of brokenness or injustice? What are the things that when you look out at the world, it it troubles you? You see brokenness, you see trafficking, you see racism, you see a need for church planting, whatever it is, you look at the world and you see certain things and it stirs your heart and you're like, I, I wish I could do something about that. Well, maybe God's given you a desire for that. Maybe God's given you a burden for that because he wants you to be part of the answer. 
<laughs> you know, something else I've learned is that when we pray for something, be careful because often the answer to our prayer is us. God taps us on the shoulder and says, hey, you've been praying about this for a while. You're really troubled by this. Well, I'm calling you to step into that area of brokenness. What is it when you look at the world and you see the deep sorrow, the grief, that the problems, the issues, the injustices, what is it that, man, it stirs your heart. You wish that something could be done about it. Well, maybe you are part of the answer. And if you're in that space right now where God's been stirring your heart saying, you got to go, you need to take the step of faith. Let me encourage you because we're living this right now. <laughs> this weekend, I just took a major step of faith, okay? Stepping down from being a lead pastor, focusing on this nonprofit. I don't know how it's all going to work out. It's kind of crazy, actually, when you think about it. But I know that God's spirit has said, do it. And I tell you what, I would rather not be anywhere else than right here, right now, taking the step of faith, trusting God every step of the way. And I believe he wants to do the same thing with you as well. Whatever God has put on your heart, be willing to do it. Be willing to say yes. And so as we look forward, I cannot wait to see what God does with Pursuing Faith. First of all, the podcast we're going to be uploading new episodes in the not-too-distant future, so stay tuned for that. We have some amazing content and conversations and interviews that are on the horizon. Uh, on our website, we'll be uploading things as well, courses and seminars and videos and teachings, and you'll be able to access all that. But do keep us in prayer. Pray about partnering with us, and let's see what God does. We love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Until next time, we'll talk later.